Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Roll up, roll up. We've got something a little bit different for you guys today. We welcomed Neve Treacy to the office a few weeks ago to talk about the work that goes into curating one of Europe's largest photography festivals in Format Festival and how pursuing a career in the arts didn't quite go to plan. But then also, it kind of did go to plan. Want to find out more? Let's go, team. Oh, I've got a song in my head, Igor. Remember, um, sha-la-la-la-la-la, sha-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just randomly, randomly really, just popped into really my head. Random. And I know now that everybody listening has got it in their head as well. Yeah, so that's it. Is that, don't worry about it, guys. Is that UB40? No, it's not UB40. No, I'm sure somebody will message us to tell us who it is. But, uh, <laughs> hit, um, hit us up on Instagram. Let <laughs> just us so we know. know. <laughs> right. Uh, Rightio. We you, are. you okay, Duck? Oh, yeah, we're another idea. <laughs> we are a podcast for creatives and entrepreneurs and self-employed people. That want to level up their business. Yeah, just want to be inspired, you know? Yes. And, like, just take little lessons away from... I, I don't know, I think, like, I love the idea that anybody that listens to this will just take away one little piece of advice out of each yep. episode. Mm-hmm. And if you think about all the episodes we've got, if you take one piece from every one and that compounds over time, Boom. You're what? sorted. Amazing. You're sorted. You're on a good path, aren't you? Really, yeah. So, um, welcome. Thank you to anybody that's tuning in um, regularly. Thanks to anybody that shares it and does all those clickety things that Igor asked for. Mm-hmm. Um, reviews. We haven't asked people to review it. If you could, just go and leave us a review. <laughs> Genuinely, it makes such a difference. Like, if you like what we're doing, yes. please, please, please just do those little things that help it grow. Yeah. Because the more it grows, the more we can bring... Um, and hopefully we can just keep showing up over time. Yeah. We talked in the last episode about adverts, didn't we? They've mm-hmm. kind of kicked in, so yeah. it was something we stubbornly didn't want to like do. But, yeah, but we're doing but them we've, now. We've and kind of got to adapt a little through bit. it. So, and yeah. yeah, we'd love to hear your feedback as well as an audience, how you're Let's finding it. Let's get on with the show. Let's go. Yeah. Do you want to say anything? You got any housekeeping to do? I felt no, like no, I just no. dominated the opening two minutes <laughs> yeah, of conversation there. You are excited. But no, it's we have a, an amazing guest today that we should be excited about oh very so, excited about so, yeah. it's a different it's a slightly different one as well today, yeah it's, actually. it always as is. we'll as we'll explain <laughs> but we got the amazing neve treacy yeah hello how hey, are you <laughs> as she walks in the door it's like how do you, is it neem neem you're like, no it's neve no, 
Neve. And Neve. my surname's actually Tracy. I was Tracy. Like, no, I was it's like, fine. Come on. Don't. That's also Irish. So. <laughs> not, not, not met, not met or, or uh, spoke to a Neve since I can't remember. And then we've had like two Neves on the podcast in the last three or four weeks. Yeah, that's it's quite it. popular now. Um, yeah. yeah, it's, it's the in-trend name. Yes, how are you? I'm okay. I'm tired, but I'm good. <laughs> yeah, is that because we made you drape up yeah, four flights of stairs? Yeah, <laughs> all the stairs. No, it's the festival, but yeah, all good. So for just a bit of background, you are, um, you're not self-employed. I suppose you are employed by a company, I right? I am. But you are part of the Format Festival, which mm-hmm. um, I know, I've known about for a long time because it's in my hometown of Derby. Yeah which I find quite jarring because it's Derby. <laughs> yes, a lot of and people do. And you would think, why on earth is it in Derby? It's not in Peterborough. <laughs> it isn't in Peterborough, it's in Derby um, because Derby's the place to be, Eagle. Mm-hmm. And it is enormous as a festival. It is, is it Europe's largest photography festival? Is that kind it's of- It's definitely the UK's largest. Yeah. Um, there are some really big ones um, in Europe, specifically Arles in, in the south of France. That's an incredible festival that's been going. For a very long time, um, yeah. but yeah, we're the UK's biggest festival and one of in Europe, definitely. And it kind of takes over the city, really. I was trying to say yes. to Igor earlier about he was like, "What? But what is it? What but is it? What like, happens? You, you can't <laughs> so really go much. into Paint the city. <laughs> you can't really go into the city without knowing that it's on. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, I don't know what you call them, like sort of um, big, almost like billboards erected in the marketplace and. Like mini billboards, not massive ones, but mini ones. But with photos, <laughs> you go into the building, you go into quad, you go maybe into the library there in the university. It kind of just takes over the city, doesn't it? As yeah. a, and you can just walk around, you can just admire the photographs and the art that's that's been 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 put up, and yeah, um, learn about so much stuff around the the artist, and it's just it's just a really visual festival. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we do take over. Um, venues across the city. We work with our cultural partners, um, so all the different museums and the dance centres and the music recording studios. We take over any space we can get our hands on, really. And then, yeah, we also have the kind of outdoor, more unusual spaces we've used. I mean, people from Darwin will probably know a tram shed, um, but that's kind of a big empty industrial building we've mm-hmm. used pearson's building before which was an old derelict school and the, the roof was kind of falling in um so any space we can get our hands on we will we will utilize so, so the big and number one question is like why derby why not derby no 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 you're missing my point i'm queuing you up for Darby's amazing. How how long has it been Um, here and why why was Darby sort of chosen as the the city for that? So Format was founded in 2004 um, by Louise Fedotov-Clements, who was our director up until April last year um, when she stepped down and moved on to Forestry England, um, which is really exciting. And also Mike Brown from Derby City Council. So they kind of set it up in in 2004. It was part of, it was when Quad was actually QArts, some people from Derby might remember QArts, but that was uh, 20 years ago now. Um, and out of a love for, top, for photography, I think, um, they started off doing some market research, going to see some other festivals across Europe, across the world, um, the country as well. And that kind of out of that came came format, really. Um, so, yeah, I think Louise was originally based in in the Midlands, uh, in Nottingham, and, and Derby just made sense. So, yeah, now we have the biggest festival in the UK right here in the middle of the country. Do you want to move to Derby yet? 
No, no, no not, yet, not yet. But it's, it's like an ongoing thread, isn't it? What <laughs> Sam, else can we? What else can we do to convince Igor that he needs Sam to move away? It's constantly trying to make me move to Derby, and it would be a lot yeah, easier for you. I think, how much does it cost you in diesel to get here every day? A lot. Yeah. So come it's on. an exciting place. There's some really exciting things happening, and I think when you compare like our neighbouring cities, like Birmingham, Nottingham, Sheffield, we've got these booming art scenes. There's people in Derby that are hungry for that, but it takes us all being here yeah, and getting yeah, together yeah. to make it happen so yeah. derby's got potential um so i think that's what's exciting about the city yeah no, there's, a lot, there's a lot of really good things happening in, in in derby you know like even like just having you know max vaughan on the other week didn't we about mm-hmm. you know, sharing his story with white peak distillery it's um you know those businesses now those mm-hmm. kind of um what's the word like kind of craft kind of yeah. um, industrial like creatively inspiring businesses are starting to kind of really thrive at the moment yeah no, I know that's happening in other cities as well, but it's just re- it's really good to see just outside yeah. of. Lo- it's great to see it outside of London. I think it's probably the whether that's, it's in Derby or yeah. you know, Sheffield yeah. or wherever. Yeah. It's just great to see outside of London. And also, the history of photography in Derby is is incredible. Um, I don't know if you guys know about WW Winters. Mm-hmm. Um, so WW Winters is down by the train station, and it's the um, longest running photography studio in the world, um, and it's on our doorstep. In Derby. I did not know that. It began in the 1800s and they've got an archive of wet plates of negatives dating back to the 1800s when it began. Wow. And it's the oldest recorded studio in the world. They still work now. So for, this is where photography is. The history here is incredible. So, wow. yeah. That's, that's How did you not know that? I didn't know that. Didn't know that. Well, you learn something new every day, don't you, Igor? Mm-hmm. And I've, I've just learned something new. <laughs> You'll have so. to get down there because the building is the most is incredible thing. Um, next door to the um, Royal Mail Post Office. Oh, I know, yeah. where, I know where it is. I know. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah. next door. He knows so, where the yeah. post office is. Yeah, I know is, where the so post office okay. is. I'm always collecting parcels. Yeah. Everyone should go. It's an incredible place and it's an absolute treasure trove. So, yeah. So I imagine as we're building up to Format Festival this year, we're what, what a week and a half away? We are. You've done well to find your time to come and speak to us, <laughs> I assume. Yes, I will be going back to work, probably working all hours of the night up until the 16th of March. But you bought us this magnificent yeah. coffee book as well. Yes. It's beautiful. Really looking forward to opening that and seeing it. Um, so thank you very much for gifting. No, of course. It's always nice uh, when people bring gifts no. for us. <laughs> no, for any yeah. other guest that comes just take note comes along just yeah, make notes. Take note. <laughs> that was our Format 21 catalogue of the year. We had to go online because of covid Mm -hmm. and yeah our first or the first international photography festival online um yeah it was incredible wow before we go into format a little bit more dive deep i just (laughs) want to find out a little bit more about you how how have you found yourself working at format and doing all the amazing things you do um so i studied photography um as an undergraduate um basically because it was the only thing I was good at at school. I wanted to be a physio. That did not work out. (laughs) (laughs) So I went into photography, ended up at Derby um, and kind of then didn't have a clue about the history of photography in Derby, the history of the university course in Derby. It was the first one to become a university course in photography. Um, Some of the kind of alumni from Derby are really incredible, but I had no clue about that when I started. I was completely naive to it. And um, yeah, was adamant I was going to be a photographer. That's what I wanted to do. Any sort of specific area? Um, more definitely more contemporary art. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't ha- I didn't know. 
at one point I wanted to be a fashion photographer, just kind of flitted between all everything really. Yeah. I didn't really know where I was going to take this or I'm how to. Bitch, here I come sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But also just how, how the, how the hell do I make a career out of this? Just, and that was always the scariest thing. Um, so then ended up taking a year out after my undergrad and went to do a master's degree in fine art at Central St. Martins. Again, still not having a clue what I wanted to do. Um, was living the London life for a couple of years, um, messing around on my MA, just trying out everything. Um, just experimenting though, isn't it? Yeah, as well. absolutely. Like, I think as a creative, like you've yeah. got to take yeah. that time to just figure things out yeah. and just play and like just, you know, experience different formats and different uh, you know forms of art really yeah absolutely and, and it's just so important to find out who you are as an artist yeah. is to do that and um I think the most important thing I learned during that time is not to ever make art for someone else to be making it for you only Come on. Um, yes. and and I think education sometimes makes that hard and you you forget that but it is the most important thing whatever creative industry you're in whether you're commercial or fine art it, it's always got to be for you as well. You've got to have yourself within that. Um, and then- Why is yeah, that? Because I think it's the only way it becomes authentic and believable. Mm. Um, if you're, again, whatever kind of industry you're in um, within the creative, um, if you're trying to tick someone else's box, you're never going to kind of make the art you should be making and-, and so, <laughs> Sam. So, Igor, <laughs> Studio Ninja. Yeah, let's just talk. Let's talk a little bit about our sponsor. And I was wondering about what we need to say in this little section because I really want to talk about just how vital it is to my business. And yeah. one thing that came up recently was in my own business was that I was thinking about whether I need to get a VA on board. Mm-hmm. Like, do I need somebody that's going to help me just you know perform some of the admin tasks? And when I looked at it, and I re- it really boiled down to what do I need somebody on board for? I realised that I don't actually do much admin. Yeah, and I don't do much admin purely because of Studio Ninja. Yeah, everything's automated. Yeah, my invoices, my diary, my questionnaires that I send out. Email templates. Email templates, chasing up invoices. You know, everything's fully automated to the point where it doesn't take a huge amount of my time anyway. So it kind of defeats the whole point of a VA. So for me, it is a very integral part of my business. And I think when you're running a business, you're self-employed like we are, Mm -hmm. you know, being efficient, being productive, making sure that things run in the right order if you find yourself doing any kind of repeat task you have to say to yourself why am i repeating this automate it um and if you can automate it then that's it and that's really where studio ninja fits in with me and my business and they have very kindly given us a discount code haven't they for this podcast so what's that discount code igor another idea and another idea gets you 50 percent off your first annual subscription yeah so it's just a no-brainer. I mean, I wouldn't even be hanging around. Just go and look at you, Ninja. Just go and do it right now. But thank you very much, guys, for sponsoring this podcast. We love you. We appreciate you. Keep it up. We love Studio Ninja. <laughs> through, don't they? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and I think that's why I often find that when you look at an artist, um, yeah, I suppose when you just find somebody on Instagram that you like and you connect with what they produce, you'll often see their work is kind of just repeated and repeated yeah. in a sense. And that's mm-hmm. just because that is their that's their art isn't it they yeah. just that's that's what they love and connect with and i think the ones that don't have that consistency are often the ones that are always scrambling around trying to it's like that people pleasing isn't it like yeah. they're always trying to like go after the trend mm-hmm. or and actually not staying true to what it is they they're passionate about yeah. and i think it could be exhausting like mm. you can't maintain that um you can't maintain making artwork for someone else's kind of 
um, yeah, tick boxing or yeah. their inspiration. It's got a, you've got to be able to put your stamp on it. Um, so, so yeah, I did my MA and then moved back from London and still trying to be an artist, doing exhibitions here and there, trying to make work. I was an art technician, um, which really helped me be able to make work because I had the freedom of the resources as an art technician. Um, then moved back to Derby after uh, two years um, and had some residencies and kind of realized I don't want to be an artist. No! <laughs> I can't do no. it. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> this is just, come back a second. That's, that, that, did you just say that? Yeah. Did you just say that? <laughs> okay. Um, why? What happened? Well, just, uh, and this is, and I talk to students about this and I talk to like people I'm mentoring mm -hmm. or in portfolio reviews, whatever it is, is that for me, I didn't have, or don't have the kind of mental capacity maybe it is, or that to continue making work, not knowing when the where the end result was gonna come from, especially within that kind of more fine art sector where I wasn't doing commissions or I wasn't doing commercial work where you know what that ending is yeah. or that end point is, and I just couldn't maintain it. And I realized I'm just not built for that. Um, whereas the work I do now for format, I'm still completely creative and how get to kind of put my creative spin on, on things I do. I get to support artists, but I always know where that end point is. I'm working towards that end goal and that's where I get the satisfaction from. Whereas I just couldn't achieve that or wasn't able to achieve that being an artist. Um, and my partner's a photographer, so we've got a good balance. He does that and I do. <laughs> the more kind of um, constructive, um, yeah, constructed stuff. So yeah, it was a big decision, really big I decision. Bet. I can imagine, I can imagine yeah. it's when you've invested so much time and, yeah. and um, development into, into that industry. It must it, yeah. I, it have been a, a really big call, like mm -hmm. uh, quite a brave one as well, I imagine. Yeah, and I'm also really stubborn. So I was like, <laughs> okay. I've spent all this money, all this time in education, I have to do this. But at some point I thought, I can't spend the rest of my life chasing this when I'm not yeah. fully happy. Um, and now I work all hours of the night. I get really stressed, but I love it. Yeah. This but is the strong stress I'm thriving around. on. You still work within the art industry, yes, really, in, exactly, in this sense. And, and I suppose... I suppose creating art now has probably, I, I, and I'm assuming here, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm assuming it's gone back to just being a leisure, like something that you probably do yeah. as a yeah. as a joyous task and it doesn't have to have like a, yeah. an end purpose. And that is how art should be for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. And I get to enjoy it in a completely different way yeah. that actually, again, yeah, brings joy to me without, yeah, kind of thinking, oh, I'm not creating good enough. I'm not doing what this person's doing. Yeah. I've not got that kind of constant doubting. Um, and actually I feel more freedom in the work I do now as a curator, producer, coordinator than I did, than I could ever achieve when I was trying to be an artist. Yeah. So, yeah. They, don't, they say, don't know that. It's that, that kind of age old cliche of like, once you... Once you start charging for it, yeah, you know the the love for the craft can kind of fade away. Not fade away, but wane a little bit. Yeah, yeah. it can. Yeah, yeah. You know, because it it becomes a well, I've got to do that to make the money. Yeah, it becomes a job, doesn't got it? To, yeah, I've got to pay the bills. Yeah, um, and yeah, it's 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 hard, isn't it, to just re um, just kind of keep reaffirming to yourself why you're doing yeah. it and why mm -hmm. you do love it. And I often find I have to I have to have moments when I'm 
maybe working just have to remind myself of like how fortunate i am to do what i do and how much yeah. i love it um i often think if that love was to go then i'd be like oh something's something's not right here. yeah something's got to give really no it makes perfect sense really and as sam said kudos to you it's takes courage to do that it really really does i don't know if i could i did think i was having like a very very early midlife crisis at that point like what, 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 what am i gonna very do early. <laughs> um but yeah it all worked out and three yeah. years later here i am and and I, I love what i do and like i said i always have these conversations with with students or if i'm giving speeches or talks at universities that I think when you sign up to do a creative degree, you don't quite understand what that's going to entail. Mm. And then you, you're kind of in the middle of it thinking, oh my God, where mm -hmm. do I go after this? How do I pursue this career? And I think if you've got a love for the creative arts, it doesn't matter if you become an artist, there are so many job opportunities um, that you can apply that skill set and that love and passion to. Um, so yeah, the kind of opportunities are endless really. So true, so true. And now today, yes. what would you say your role at Forma is? And just delve as deeply as you Organizing can. Organizing the it. shit out of it, Igor. That's what she does. I'm sure there's more to it. Like, it wouldn't happen without her. A um, little bit of everything. It's a massive operation, isn't it, mm -hmm. Forma? Yes, it's huge. Um, and as I said, when I arrived, we're a tiny team, um, a very incredible um, tiny team. Um, and every single person is absolutely brilliant. Um, so the team grows during the main festival because it has to. We have volunteer coordinator, a portfolio review manager, have a photo book market curator. Um, we have a producer. But um, in the off years, I'll kind of more downtime. I'm the only full-time member of staff. So um, if it's got a format on it, I'm usually involved in it. Um, and that means, like I said, producing, curating, coordinating, hanging artwork, painting walls, marketing, um, yeah, doing is it, is talks it, at universities. Free? Free, yeah, completely free. So we're publicly funded, yeah. funded by the Arts Council um, and, and various other cultural partners. Um, so yeah, everything's... So if anyone's in and around the Midlands, really, over the next few weeks, like Derby needs yeah. to be on your hit list, doesn't yeah. it, for Absolutely. a weekend? Yes, and especially our launch weekend, so um, which kicks off next Thursday. So we have a weekend full of activities. We have a conference, a portfolio review, we have a photo book market, we have after parties. Um, we're going over to the incredible Wireworks in Ambergate, which is actually by the distillery yes. next door. We're doing a yoga walk. Um, so yeah, Seriously, it's Seriously, this sounds like a wedding <laughs> photography conference, but on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> like. Make sure you're there. there DJs each night. It's super exciting. So um, yeah, it's um, it's quite funny actually. There's people in Europe, and you'll only get this reference if you're from Derby. There's people in Europe that know about the Hairy Dog, like that's how well known format is. And and if you have been to the Hairy Dog, it's an experience. But <laughs> <laughs> people love it. Dog. You've never been to the Hairy to... Dog. Oh, Where's the Hairy wow. Dog? It's oh, I feel like we I could just have a small talk yes. about Derby. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably not what people want to hear on the podcast. So yeah, down Cedar Street on the right hand side, there's yeah. a pub, and then there's a, yeah. Um, no, it's I, honestly the the stuff that goes on. I didn't even realise that all of that was happening. Yes, you know, I just go into yeah. the city over the weekend and just kind of go and consume the the, mm -hmm. the imagery that's up and find that incredible in itself. Let alone all of the yeah all of the extra activities that take place. Yes. How, so. how do you go about selecting what you're going to do for the for the year or for the for the conference? Because yeah, the possibilities are endless, really. They are. Um, traditionally, format is always 
focused around a theme, which is kind of decided about a year and a half in advance. Um, so the, the catalogue that's in front of you, Format 21, our theme was Control. Um, previous themes have been things like Forever Now, Habitat, Factory, um, Evidence. So that forms the base of the festival. This year we went bold and we had no theme. So it was open, completely open. And the starting point of the festival is usually our open call. Um, so we have an open call, an international open call for photographers to apply um, to be in with a chance of featuring in the festival. And that's kind of our chance to find new talent um, new fresh kind of faces within the contemporary photography industry and we have around a thousand applications from around the world um, and right. we narrow that down to about 20 um so that's an incredible task but it's you so exciting <laughs> i did not make the list no. 2025 no, no, no i didn't get a phone call maybe I'm still, next year maybe I'm still next waiting year. on maybe it next year. just check yeah. my number with you yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll be there somewhere um but yeah it's it's kind of that's what starts it really and then from that theme we're, we're kind of building we're 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 looking out for artists that might be making really incredible work that that fits that theme. We might be bringing in, usually we bring in a guest curator to curate our main gallery show um, around that theme. So this year was really interesting because it was open. So we had no like kind of- Direction. Yeah, well, yeah. So the theme of this year is kind is of- that a yeah, but no. But yeah, 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 but no. But no. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've got an umbrella theme this year, which is called, which is what photography can be. Um, which is huge, really. Mm. So kind of thinking about how we question what photography is now, what it is in the future, what it's been in the past, what can it do? Um, so yeah, all the works, kind of our conference is along that theme of what photography can be. Our photo book market is called the Performing Photo Book. So it kind of explores the performance of the photo book in some very crazy and exciting ways. Um, so yeah, it's it's it's... I think I prefer having a theme, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the um, the exhibitions we've got this year are incredible, and they're going to be. I'm so excited to get them up on the wall and and launch them next week. Any sort of artists that are really excited that you're really looking forward to to see and why? Yeah, um, so maybe I'm slightly biased on this because I'm actually curating our main gallery show this year. Amazing. Um, and the artists in that. So the theme of the main gallery show is is dance. Um, so kind of different dance genres and cultures from across the world. And we've got four incredible artists in that. One of them, um, Dele Adiemo, who um, his work is kind of all focused around the... Um, dance scene in Lagos, um, Afrobeats and things like that. And, and I imagine uh, that's bonkers. Yeah, so <laughs> he um, makes moving image work. Um, so the music, I mean, the gallery is gonna just kind of be filled with music. Yeah, um, and on the other side- it be quite side, immersive experience. Yeah. It won't yes. just be, oh, there's a still photo. It yeah. Be kind of... yeah, there's only two artists in the main gallery show with still images, but um, we're kind of using light boxes and, and LED lights and oh, it's just amazing. gonna feel- yeah. I can see uh, already like a, giving oh. you loads of ideas uh, in order to sort of like just inspire people in yeah. a really, really incredible way. Yeah. Literally, as you said, yeah. it's I think so immersive. Like for, you know, for, I think of like my kids, you know, going to see something like that, it's just in, it just opens up their eyes mm -hmm. to the potential of what you can go and do out, mm -hmm. out in the world that's, you don't have to just 
stick to the like the classroom's yeah. fine isn't it but you know there's yeah. just so much opportunity out there yeah um and it would just be just be inspiring for them to see something like that yeah um without having to trake tra- to you know the capital yeah well that's that's the really important thing is f- format puts derby on the map but it also internationally but then it also opens up a very kind of local audience in derby to international talent and, and artwork um that they may not otherwise see and also kind of photographers that are dealing with issues that might be very real to people in derby but they're not seeing represented here so that's kind of that's what we do and that's what's really important about format and quad um so yeah that's really really special for us we work with school groups um as well so we're not just working with international artists we're working with local school groups who also get their work shown um through our young format so yeah it's kind of working grassroots levels as well which is really lovely that sounds incredible you coming up you got to. i'm tempted (laughs) (laughs) i'm sold i'm definitely sold with the girls i'm I'm definitely sold yeah (laughs) yeah is this the awkward silence bit? Yeah, it really is. Yeah, I can see the cops I'm, I'm just thinking. I'm just going to watch I'm... you for a moment and just wait, <laughs> Please wait for you to figure out what, what you're going to say. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking because there's so many avenues that you, that you could be taking the show in, in general. Say, when you actually get together as a team and sort of like decide, oh, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. Mm-hmm do you bring back those ideas that perhaps were scuffed back or is it constantly something new, something fresh, something Yeah, exciting? I think you, yeah, you do kind of do U-turns and think, oh, that, that idea that we pinned, let's bring that back in. And, and it is, it's, it's just such a huge creative process and it's, it's about the research we're doing or the shows we're going to see, have we seen something really exciting happening or have we seen an artist that we really want to work with or commission? Um, so yeah, it's about just kind of bringing the team together um, and thinking what amazing thing can we do? We're always pushing ourselves. We're yeah. always trying to do something bigger. We're always trying to do something new. Um, and I think it's it's amazing to be able to work with a team that is excited to do that. Mm. Everyone wants the same thing. Everyone wants to go bigger and bigger each year, mm. which is much more stress on us, yeah. but we love it. So yeah, it's... Um, this year is because it's the first one back after the pandemic. It's really special. I think we wanted to come back with a bang. Yeah, and big. Um, I, I mean, I'm assuming you're kind of in comms as well with the with the artists. What's the what's the kind of feedback from them? Like, what does it mean to them to be featured at, at Format Festival? It's what's huge this? and it's really heartwarming. Actually, we have people that apply for our open call year on year, um, and it's so tough for us. Like I said, going through that kind of thousand submissions mm-hmm. and trying to and, and only being able to pick say twenty. Um, obviously people are going to get left out and the quality of work is so incredible. The decision-making takes weeks Mm. and we do have an international jewelry as well that helps us. Um, And those are people from like, we we present um, The Guardian, galleries across the world. So the people that are at the forefront of kind of contemporary photography at the moment. Um, But yeah, it's such a hard task. But when people do get through kind of, it does mean a lot to them. Um, we've got an incredible artist this year um, who is is making waves in, in the industry. She's doing so well. Um, but when she got selected, she kind of say, said, format is the reason I got into photography and, and now I'm showing in it. I mean, so yeah, for us to hear that is, is really lovely. Annie, after seeing so many 
so many photographers going through so many portfolios and images any sort of like tips that you would be able to give to anyone that would want to um submit their work and hopefully be successful yeah um so i love portfolio reviewing i i i kind of well now we can do zoom <laughs> i've portfolio reviewed all around the world i was doing um portfolio reviews for exposure photo festival in canada the other weekend and hamburg a couple of months before that um from my living room amazing. <laughs> um i do wish i was there it must just be but... amazing to be constantly <laughs> consuming that art though and yeah. having to have an opinion on it i know you yeah. said you've you kind of decided not to pursue a career in the arts but you kind of have really oh yeah absolutely like, you know it's it must be like you're constant like you're not sat in an office just working on excel spreadsheet no, i mean i'm sure there are times there when you have to do that, that. <laughs> but, but, but that's you know, not it you, you have that creative dynamic all all around you all the time don't yeah. you know and that must be hugely inspiring to see yeah, that absolutely and and that's what it's like I much prefer being able to give that support to an artist rather than just trying to do it myself. Um, to be able to support an artist through the development of their work is is so rewarding yeah. um, and so inspirational. Um, so yeah, for portfolio reviews, that's what that's kind of why I love them because sometimes you come out of them. I mean, it's not always the way, but you come out with the out of them, and and you can kind of see that this person in this twenty minute time slot has learned so much, and kind of because every single reviewer has a completely different experience and can give completely different advice. Um, so the amount that people take from those portfolio reviews is incredible, um, and they're 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 getting more and more accessible um so there's kind of free portfolio views that take place across the world we now do an in real life one and an online one at different price points so um but i think if anyone's ever thinking of doing a portfolio review which i think whether you're a commercial photographer or a fine art photographer whatever you're doing they're they're a brilliant experience and um, you just need to make sure you're talking to the right people um i think if you're ever going for one ensure that you're selecting people to review your work that are right for you um be really sure about your work and um, be able to kind of talk about it in well, less than 10 my minutes work's amazing <laughs> that's <laughs> my, all you need my mom loves my work and she says don't listen to them sam you're great so <laughs> you need to be able to take yeah, criticism yeah, that yeah, is a one do. good one yeah i mean um it's not always the case. Sometimes it's coming from a good place. That's all that yeah, matters, right? It's, absolutely. You know, yeah. And I think just... You've got to be brave to put yourself out there, though, haven't yes. you, in the first place? Yeah. Yeah. You need to be able to talk about your work in under 10 minutes as well. Don't take up all the review time. <laughs> but it's such a skill in itself. I think doing reviews or presenting your work to whoever is such good practice because if you can talk about your work mm. and you can nail it then you know exactly what it is you're doing mm. and actually it helps you kind of cement the reason for your work within yourself is just talking to someone else and putting it out there quite publicly um which i think when you're developing a body of work can is really needed because sometimes yeah. you can get so consumed by it it's hard to take that step back and think, what is this piece of work? Where, where is it now? And I think being able to take a step back and tell someone else helps you realize at what point you're at and, and if it needs development or if it's done, if it's ready. Yeah, and, and I think as well, it very much develops that whole idea that you said beforehand of belief in your work and really, yeah. really believing in what you do really. Mm -hmm. So just simply by verbalizing things and yeah. really having a good gestation, mental gestation of literally of what you're thinking of your work itself. Yeah. yeah, it'll be really healthy really to to find that core foundation of your work really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if I want to exhibit my work yeah. and I have no clue whatsoever, <laughs> <laughs> 
of how to do it. Do you it. accept submissions that are shot in small JPEG? <laughs> <laughs> you little... <laughs> That is my mistake. Oh, no. <laughs> Do you need a wedding photographer? That is a rookie error. <laughs> but yes, if I wanted to exhibit my work mm-hmm. and I literally have no clue on how to do it, what would you recommend? Um, so this is a question definitely get a lot from both students up to photographers that have been practicing for like 20, 30 years. Mm. Like, how do I get my work in a gallery? And it really depends what, what you're aiming at. Um, you can put on your own exhibitions. And I think the idea of kind of curating your own shows or doing pop-up exhibitions is really underestimated. Um, cause people notice you doing that. And if people notice you, they're paying attention. And then that's when future opportunities come. So I think if you're struggling to kind of think, who do I approach or or how do I do this? Don't be afraid to do it yourself. Um, Some of the most exciting shows I've been to are just self-curated or artist-led because they haven't got the restraint of the gallery space. They're just kind of doing exactly what they want to do. Mm. Um, But otherwise, I think networking, I mean, that's always the the answer, isn't it? Networking. Every industry, doesn't it? Every industry, every line of work, it's it's always there. but it's so, so important. Um, And yeah, just get out there, go and see shows, go to portfolio reviews, go to event openings, go to exhibition launches, just speak to people, um, make sure your name is recognized. And don't, I would say, everyone's a little bit different, but I would say don't send exhibition proposals that are four pages long in an email to a curator um, because they probably haven't got the time to read it you're better off saying, I've got this piece of work. I'd really love to have a conversation with you about it. Because nine times out of 10, I will take that opportunity and I'll have that coffee with that person because I want to hear from you what your work is about. I don't want to read it on a PDF. Um, So yeah, don't be afraid to reach out to people, but in kind of an accessible way. Yeah. Um, Not something they're just not going to have the headspace to deal with. Um, So everybody, Neve's number is... (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But I suppose there's, there's this fine line, isn't there, between like you've, we talked about it a couple of times, but you've got to be like, you, it's about self-belief. You've got to be really confident and prepared to put yourself out there, but not too much to the point where you just suffocate somebody that they can't can take time to consume it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you do have to have this like unwavering, like kind of belief that you are worth, that you are worthy and your work is worth that, that time. And if you don't fake it. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> so yeah, I think yeah, don't be overconfident. There's enough overconfident people yeah. in the yeah. in the creative industry. But yeah, if you if you're not confident, pretend you are. It yeah. will get you places. Um and actually I prefer working with people that are real, not the kind of really super overconfident, yeah. oversure of their work because it's harder to work with these people mm. and sometimes it's great when an artist comes along this is how they want it hung this is how they want it framed great but sometimes I love working with people that are kind of like I'm not sure what I want but how can I work with you to develop that yeah. the yeah. role of the curator or, or what I do is is to support that person in achieving the best out of their work so I'm not dictating this is how I want to show your work this is the color wall this is how we're framing it how can I achieve with you the best of what your work can be yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Is there, um, I mean, obviously, you know, the, the, the time frame that you've been in format for, I'm, I'm sure you've come across many, many images and artists. It, if you were to kind of close your eyes, is there like a an image that really stands out or really kind of encapsulates what format is about for you? 
Oh, I know that's kind of putting you on the spot there, but... <laughs> that's a huge question. Um, yeah. The first photo that you can think of from previous oh, format festivals. Or even if it's two or three. The photo that comes to my mind straight away, or the, the body of work, was um, a body of work that we selected as part of a Future Focus Award. No, not Future Focus, Feature Shoot, um, which is a photography competition run in Australia. And we've partnered with them over a number of years. And we selected some images to be part of a show in format 21. Um, and we ended up, it was in the online festival, but then we we put it in quad as well. And um, it was a piece of work by Florence, I cannot remember her last name, which is really awful, but um, she was documenting um, the, um, oh, I'm gonna absolutely butcher this now. <laughs> Sorry, um, I put you on the spot. I wouldn't yeah, be able to think of She's from Peru and she documents um, Peruvian rainforest, cannot remember exactly where, um, and the community that still kind of use natural um, plants and, and, and things for medicine mm-hmm. and the body of work was just incredible it was kind of um national geographic but also contemporary art and it was just yes yeah. it will always like kind of stay with me and she'd had her work photographed in a very kind of standard museum hangway before she was just really excited to experiment with that so that was she was an absolute joy to work with as well but yeah beautiful work yeah, it's wow. incredible isn't it wow anyone else Oh, loads, but yeah, so that's hard. I think every single year you just, you, you work with someone incredible. So yeah, I don't think I could ever have a, or that may be one, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's too big, it's too big a question, but yeah. And as a curator, I guess your level of aesthetic needs to be really sharp in order to be selective in some ways in terms of the work that it's gonna be exhibited really. Do you find that you have to be quite brutal or is it quite malleable really or? Again, it really depends on the art and the and the artists and the work you're kind of curating. I mean, for instance, at the moment, one of the artists in the main gallery show, um, they have hundreds and hundreds of photos and they photograph the, um, the voguing ballroom scene in Shanghai and the images they have are, are brilliant, but we can only get in about 15. So having to work with them to narrow down from 100 mm. to like 15 really standout images that encompass the work and and also the concept of the show is, is difficult. So it's a collaborative process. It always, for me, it always needs to be collaborative because I can make a selection, but that might not just, that might kind of, isn't it might not show the work how it should be. I might not be kind of pulling together the right message with that selection of images. And they know they've been there, they've been in that situation. They know the story behind each image. So yeah, it has to be collaborative, but sometimes, yeah, there is that kind of an image that the artist might love, but I'm not feeling it, or yeah. it doesn't quite fit in, in the scheme of the, the wider context. So you do have to make those hard decisions. Yeah. I find that, especially for us as sort of like storytellers, um, especially within the wedding photography industry where you literally end up with a silly amount of images really at the end of the day. Um, We constantly have to be brutal, but at the same time, true to the story. So yeah, I just really wanted to to really get that 
that gauge yeah. from you in in that sense really I'd say that's one of the biggest skills as an artist or a photographer is again whether you're working in in the wedding industry um the advertising industry or the contemporary photography industry is um kind of being able to narrow down your work and, and select the correct yeah. images for for the brief or whatever you're trying to or the story you're trying to tell um and so many times people come to portfolio reviews with hundreds of images because they just don't know where to begin yeah. or they've made the complete wrong selection and it is a skill but don't again don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help in doing that because it is a skill you learn over time but yeah it's, it's um it's you have to kill some good shots don't you yeah 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 you know if you, you have to be let really go bruised, i suppose some... like the comparison for our industry is you know we've talked about it before but like you know if you're creating like a blog post of images you know the amount of times i see photographers blogging you know 120 130 images when it should just be 20 and no 20. one's going to look through those no, no just, one's going to look and, through and them if you like if you can see it in a different way and go oh hold on what are my 20 favorite images and you can work out the process of why you've chosen those mm -hmm. images in your mm -hmm. mind it it means that when you go to weddings or when you go to whatever work you're doing like you're you're already starting to condition yourself to look for those yeah moments or those triggers those visual yeah. triggers and aesthetics very much analyzing what makes you gravitate so towards the those yeah. images and then creating more yeah. and more and that in some ways if you just go style. oh here's 120 images oh, i'm just going to put them out there it's like yeah. well that's just lazy really isn't mm -hmm. it um and and no one no one makes a success by being a lazy photographer do they yeah <laughs> no. definitely not <laughs> wow um, <laughs> okay here we go uh, that's a whole you've seen a lot podcast. you've seen a lot <laughs> we'll not go into that one we'll not go into that <laughs> That is funny. <laughs> um, you touched upon um, the fact that you tend to chat to a lot of students. Yeah. Um, does it tend to be sort of like university years or all sort of, um, do you go to secondary schools or you Not tell me? Not me personally, yeah. but um, yeah, for me, mostly university students. Um, but also we have a quad, um, we have some incredible groups like our Young Advocates group mm -hmm. um, of people aged between 16 and 25. So yeah. they're curating a show as part of Young Format. So we've been working with them on, on how to curate, how to make selections from an open call. They've run their own open call. So yeah, kind of being able to work with age groups like that, but mostly kind of college and above. Um, but yeah, I love it. I think it's it's kind of such a key time. And, and like I said earlier, I think you can feel so lost when you're in education, yeah. creative, in the creative arts. So um, yeah, I really enjoy kind of working with students. And within that young space, do you see any sort of like trends or any sort of like messages coming, or not messages or imagery that, that you perhaps can see patterns from that young space really there's definitely trends with just within the photography industry generally yeah. i mean you probably see it within within kind of the wedding industry as well um there's always trends a big one is is hands just hands in photos that's a huge one and when we're select when we're seeing a thousand submissions so many hands <laughs> so many hands um so yeah there's definitely trends what are the hands have, doing just like, there i guess that just human element kind of, yeah I mean, I kind of look for hands in, in wedding photography. Like, yeah. I look for like, hands for me are a signal of like connection. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, if people are like using their hands to kind of hug or touch somebody, then that, yeah. that always makes me feel like someone connects with the photo more because you can feel that. Set. But I wouldn't just photograph someone's hand. Yeah. I, don't think. And, I know what you mean. Yes. Yeah, and it makes me, makes me think as well. Sometimes you have objects. It's all right to, to capture an object, but if you add a hand to it, it just brings yeah. a certain 
yeah. human element to it or sort of like storytelling or what's the what's the sort of like relationship between the hand and the and the object is it something that passed down from a family or something like that yeah. but yeah. yeah absolutely i mean it, it there's always like a context to whatever yeah, story they're, gonna, exactly they're trying to tell and sometimes context. it can be quite conceptual um but yeah it is there's definitely those those kind of trends that you see um but yeah it's always it's exciting as well I, I do kind of like seeing that and and you you do I think um it also can depend on the universities as well you see mm. trends and, and it's that influence from their lectures as well yeah. um so yeah so format festival this year what what are the kind of what, what's the runtime what's the when does it start and and end when can people kind of come up and or down because you can come up yeah. and down to Derby. <laughs> well, we're, we're right in the central. middle, so <laughs> um, we so we launch on the sixteenth in the evening, and then sixteenth um, of March. Sixteenth of March. So um, and then we everything is open from the next day, the seventeenth of March, and the festival runs until the 9th of April. But some of our exhibitions will be running for longer. We've got an outdoor exhibition. Yeah, um, is there like a kind of central focus point that if somebody's coming to Derby, where do they need to go to? Come to Quad. Come to Quad. Quad. Yeah. Come and see us there. Um, our incredible volunteers will be um, manning the um, information. You can't get all the literature and the maps from yes. there, don't you? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Can we get our guides? Find out where all the exhibitions are. Um, yeah, we we've got some inc absolutely incredible exhibitions this year that we're really really excited about. So yeah, but come to Quad and find out what's going on. Brilliant. I'm really excited. Um, it makes me think of um, going there just to really see just to get inspired first of all absolutely yeah. and at the same time just to see how other artists other photographers present their work because sometimes within our industry at least um it's very easy to just see our work being presented on instagram <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah just <laughs> always in the same yeah. cookie cutter way so yeah um, i'm really excited i'm really excited just to yeah a, for people to actually, day out, shall we? yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. So, yeah, photographers out there, audience listening to this, you should be going to format. Yeah, get yourselves down. Come and yeah. uh, come and see us in Derby. Yeah. Um, there's there's one question we like to ask um, all all of our guests and the, and the speakers that come on, and that is that um, okay. if you could rewind the clock, if you could take mm, us back to okay. a fourteen year old Neve, yeah, what would God. your what would your words of wisdom be to her? Um, have more confidence in myself, one hundred percent still even now I should probably be saying that to myself but yeah have more confidence in myself my practice what I'm doing yeah definitely needed that <laughs> confidence is a big one isn't it like, yeah. Where, yeah. where does the lack of confidence come from I don't know um so welcome to your yeah, therapy session yeah where did this where did this begin <laughs> lie down lie down on the sofa so, so take take us all the way back to um yeah I don't know um I don't know what it was but yeah even now still it's just kind of remembering that yeah you've got this you've, yeah. you've come this far yeah. and you've got through those really big I challenges think really, but I think it's really important and valuable for people to know that like all creatives feel that yeah, yeah. like we all doubt ourselves mm -hmm. or, you know everybody you know I'll come back from weddings going oh god I took nothing decent <laughs> you know it's just it's part of the process isn't it like yeah. we always I'd, I'd worry if I felt like super confident yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, that's I've what you need that. to be a bit I'm more worried. Great. I know exactly what I'm doing. I've got it sorted. Mm -hmm. I think it's also because it's so easy to compare yourself now with mm -hmm. social media and and everything going on. It's it's so much easier to kind of yeah put yourself up against someone else. Um, and actually, I think as a creative, you need to just be able to ignore it. Yeah. You need to be able to well, get on. It comes on. back to that early point that you made, yeah. doesn't it? Of staying true to yourself. Yeah. And yeah. Just, you almost need that kind of 
that go-to almost reset that just always reminds you of what you're about and what you're doing um because in in any industry in any field there are always there's always a really broad spectrum of work isn't there and it's okay to find your own little corner in that spectrum and to smash it yeah because actually sometimes that's the most exciting stuff yeah Yeah. that's the things that people kind of grab hold of and, and really excited about and yeah you'll probably get the most opportunities of just being true to yourself yeah and authentic people I saw, gravitate i saw an artist things. yesterday on on instagram that just captivated me and it was so when i describe it to you you'd be like oh okay but it was just he'd got a paintbrush and he got a huge canvas and there were just like very faint lines running across the canvas like you know only like half a centimeter line yeah. lines and then he just got the brush and it, he was using a kind of like a thick acrylic and it was just a single off-white color and it was just a square and then a square and then a square in a line all the way across the page. Yeah. So you could just kind of see the raised profile of the square. Yeah. And then the next line, little square, little square, all the way across across. The sheet. And I'm like, you step back and look at it and it's just, it was just captivating to look at. You're like, wow, it's just doing squares on a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> but it's beautiful. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, that's, that was his work. And I'm like, amazing. So, so good. And if it speaks to you, that's that's all that matters. That's, 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 that's all it matters. Absolutely. Nail on the head. So people out there, just get out there and go make squares. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where can where can people find you? And not like literally, where can they hunt you down? Um, where can they where can they find you online? And what about where can they find sort of format festival information for? So we're on all. We're even now on TikTok. We have made our TikTok debut, um, which makes me feel really, really old. (laughs) Um, Because our incredible intern was having to teach me how to share repost a tiktok and i had this like yeah, we, I mean, we sudden realization that, so of how old i am um uh, so yeah we're on all all social media platforms um at format festival and our website is formatfestival.com um so yeah check out check out our website um our newsletter our social media see all our opportunities we're always doing open calls residencies all sorts um yeah really exciting so yeah have a look at have a look at our social media and see what we're getting up to Get yourself to Barbados. Yeah. Yes. And get inspired. Thank you so much for coming out and giving us Thank your time. You. Really, really looking me. forward to um to coming and seeing what the festival's got to offer this year. Yeah. Um and bringing Igor up to Derby City <laughs> You've Center. got to come now. There's no getting out of it. There's no um, getting out of it. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, thank you. That was all right, wasn't it? It wasn't too painful, was it? What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.